gotta have Mo. All right. The mighty white snake. I think I say everybody's mighty. That's all right, man. Um, mighty, mighty, mighty. That's what we're going to be talking about today on this episode of the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Man, we're really getting deep into this thing, dude. We're episodes in. We're in the 60s. We're doing White Snake. You're 60. <laughs> I am not, not. I thought you said, I'm not talking about your age, Greg. <laughs> you're, you're definitely, um, yeah. You're outshining me in that task for yeah, sure. Yeah, right. You're, you're way up there. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. We're gonna talk about White Snake today. We're gonna talk about uh, the Slide It In album, and yep. we're gonna talk about the. I just call it the White Album. It's their self-titled. Yeah, self-titled album. album. Um, the White Snake album. Uh, man, I can't. And there's a bunch of different versions of these albums. We'll talk about all that kind of stuff. Business first. All right. Big talk. CG dot podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. We are also on Twitter at Big Talk CG. We are also you can get a hold of us email, which is a uh, Big Talk CG at Gmail dot com. We also have a Facebook page. Uh, you can go check that out. I don't, I'll post the address for that uh, Big Talk podcast uh, with Chris and Greg. So man, we're coming at you from every angle possible angles you've never been hit whoa we are uh coming at you guys there you go um coming at you live <laughs> <laughs> let's um man any kind of stuff you want to talk about <clears throat> anything going on in the in the world uh no i hope everyone had a great valentine's day hope everyone enjoyed our bromance special uh first annual valentine's i you know chris i like i tell you i've heard it at least four times over and over and over. And that's just because I thought it was a great episode of us. And that's one of my top favorite ones. And if anybody new to us and um, didn't know where to start on our list, this is the first one I would probably give. There's a bunch of, there's like four or five I would probably go. But right now, this is the newest one I would say. Start with this and go down. Yeah, dude, I I thoroughly enjoyed that episode, man. The the, the power ballads were just great. The love, dude, the love was there. We were way overdue on a power ballad episode, weren't we? Oh yeah, we were way overdue. Um, but we're gonna go ahead and start getting into some White Snake, some Sounds rock good, and man. roll, dude. I'm ready to roll, man. Um, White Snake is a great band from the '80s that came out. Uh, uh, David Coverdale, who's the singer, was in Deep Purple. Yes. And he was a singer there, and he left that band and wanted to start his own little thing. And, uh, man, started White Snake, dude. And this band, this band's killer. Overlooked. You know, not, I think people don't talk about it as much as they should. You think they were overlooked more in the beginning or more overlooked now? I mean, that they had certain albums out. I think that, because they have a good catalog on stuff, they just don't have one or two albums. That, yeah, that's true. I think that they were. Their early days, they were yeah. overlooked a little bit, and then I think now they're overlooked. They don't people don't really okay. talk about them. You know, the, their earlier albums um, seemed more bluesy-ish, bluesy-ish yeah. mm -hmm. than the modern sound that they got uh, from the self-titled uh, record. Yeah, I everything you just said, I agree. <clears throat> I think you're reading what I got on my. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you got like X-ray vision. Um, yeah, White Snake Man. They they. Came out, you know, the dust of, of Deep Purple when yeah. when Dave Coverdale left. Um, it's been a revolving door for artists. Oh, There's so many 
different people. musicians. Yeah, dude. And, and uh, so we'll go over that a little bit. But really, man, I just can't wait to get into White Snake, man. The first album, we're only going to talk about two albums Slide It In and the White Album. Uh, I actually, the, the Slide It In album, I haven't really, this is the first time I really gave it a good, good Me too. listen. Give it a good shot or listen. Constantly, like I heard it, and then you know, I went most of the songs that I uh, knew, popular ones that I knew, mm-hmm. but I really you know, stuck with the other songs that I wasn't mm-hmm. familiar with and dug deep a little bit more from that. But yes, I yeah, I I actually came away to be honest with you, liking this album a little bit better than the, than uh, the white album, okay. dude, because wow. I f- I felt I felt as this slided in the album was more solid. It was. It didn't have these peaks and valleys, like I think that on the their self titled album they have gr- amazing songs. Yeah, and still the night. Here I go again. You know the singles that they, but it, they also had some that I was kind of like, eh. I think it had maybe some filler where slide it into it. I was like, I was loving every single song, every song. I was just loving it. I was looking at it a little differently. Uh, how I took it away was slide it in. Um, I gave it if I had to rate it from one to ten, I was rating it a six. On my scale, and then the self-titled, I was kind of gained nine because I almost think it's a perfect record. Hmm. There's a few holes in it, but it's you know an eight and nine. If I'd have to go in the, in a rating that's system, a, that's for a me. that's a big difference between the two. And I actually, I, to me, that's what it was. But I remember I'm more familiar with the self-titled because oh yeah, me too. I'm that's so when, more. That's when we got it. Then you know you go back and listen to something different, like right before they became super popular or take that their next leap into popularity that album it was slided in is great there's a great a bunch of rock songs mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and, and blues type of uh, material on there but the self-titled uh was it for me in 87 it, it was just the magic the, the the musicianship was there for me on that one. Oh yeah they had some great players on that album but man i love this slided in album i was having a great time i because I'm so some more familiar with the self-titled, I'd listen to this one more just to get myself more familiar. Uh, okay, I but did man, the same I thing. I was just grooving on every song, dude. I think I listened to it twice today, twice this morning, and man, I'm just I can't get enough of it, dude. I just can't. It's not um, not as drenched in the blues as the previous releases before okay. this. So you're kind of getting that evolution to what became yes. yeah, the quintessential White Snake. But man, this album is great. I I, I love it. I want to agree with you on that one. I, I think I took it the same on listening to Slide It In, listening into the self-titled uh, album. Well, let's get into it, man. I'm ready to roll. Yeah, let's get into it. Let's go ahead and go. Remember, this is the U.S. mix. That is correct. The U.S. mix. Because there's a, you know... This is track one, Gambler. Uh, there were a couple of different releases of this. There was a UK release, yeah. a US Canadian release. They also have a 25th anniversary edition and then a 2019 remaster re-release. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're doing the US mix. Um, yeah, here's a track one, Gambler. Killer stuff, dude. I... I thought they could have went with a stronger opening song, but when I heard this two, three, four times, I was really digging it and got the groove of the song. So I was, I was grooving with the lyrics, grooving with the beats, um, and then the keyboards on to it were good. So I was, uh, you know, three or four listens into it, I was rocking with it. Oh yeah, it's 
I, I agree with you also. I think that they could have used a better opener on this. Um, but man, I mean, David Coverdale's vocals are just... His vocals are just amazing. Dude. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, so this song here, written by David Coverdale and Mel Galley. Um, Coverdale was the main writer on yeah. all these songs. Uh, Mick Moody co-wrote one. Uh, Galley co-wrote uh, five of them, I believe. And uh, man, this stuff is just I'm down with it. But you can definitely hear it has like it still has a little bit of a deep purple sound to it. Yes, on that one because I think more on the keyboard ish they have it. But it isn't overpowering. It just goes with the flow. How about that? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I, I just you know. With this album, it really kind of, they took a big step from being just a bluesy band to starting to rock to, like I had said before, evolving into you know their yeah. self-titled album. So this album was a big leap for them from uh, just kind of being not really considered much of, of anything in the world of rock to not being, oh, we got to take these guys seriously now. So this album was released, I think, January of 84, correct, in the U.S.? Um, I believe so. Uh, yes. Uh, no, uh, January of 84 in the UK, and it was released in April in North America. April 84, North America. Okay. Still looking at the year 84 mm -hmm. on the sound, and, you know, what's coming out of America is, you know, the glam rock feel of it. So I could see how they progressed from this to what they did on their self-title. You know, they gave themselves a few years, you know, and... They went on to the self-titled and whatever they pulled out of their music creativity worked on that. But I could see, like you said, in 83, 84, when they wrote this, good stuff came out yeah. of it. This was what they were doing. Uh, let's go, let's yeah. go to the next song right here. Oh, yeah. Love it, dude. The title track. Slide, slide it in. Did, <laughs> the sexual innuendos of these uh, songs through this whole album is... No one does it better than, than Dave. You're right. Man, they're great. I, and this song's killer. This could have been, I, I probably would have put this as the opener. Me too. I would have done that too. Um, I was going to say, you know, I think his career from uh, uh, slided into where he's at today, there's always this sexual indigo where he just kind of knows how to use it, knows how to use words, you know, wordplay and trickery, mm -hmm. you know, kind of what he does in his lyrics. I love this. Listen to that bass drum. Right just chugs the song along i mean it doesn't come out right at the beginning it comes in after a little bit the song's already starting like oh man this thing's like a fucking freight train this is also a song that you kind of um almost arena rock yes thing, where you can just scream and yell raise your hand during the this fucking song yeah it's killer. and we've seen these guys before um uh at the universal yes um Judas Priest he, was doing uh, 30th anniversary on was it 30? Yeah, 30th anniversary yeah, on Afraid so. of Steel. Something like that. And uh, White Snake opened for them, man. So we were rocking out with that. Yeah, yeah. Dude, it was killer. Yeah. That was a killer show. Um, I don't know if that's the Judas Priest show that I fell asleep at, but I think it is. Uh, <laughs> you know, dude, sometimes, you know, with these shows at night, working those early hours, and it just catches up to you at the end of the day sometimes. Oh, definitely. Um... Slide it in right to the top. Slide in, ain't never gonna stop. Man, I love it. Does it get any better than that with those lyrics? Um, let's go to no. the next song. Let's go to the next one. 
Uh, the next song, Slow and Easy. Whoa, I slide mean, it in, now slow and easy? It's wow. all about, you know, the sexual innuendos. Uh, David, I, Coverdale co- uh, uh, David Coverdale wrote uh, Slide It In solo and slow and easy. Uh, Mickey Moody helped co- co-wrote this one. I like how this starts off pretty slow. You know that long keyboard sound, and then and then goes to the groove of mm-hmm. of the um, the uh, of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I you could have picked this one for the opener as well, okay. but I, I like I like uh, slide it in better as an opener. But man, both of these songs are killer, dude. These songs are killer. Uh, this is another put your fist in the air, uh, seeing them live in concert kind of song, dude. But yeah, the slow beginning. The slow build, and then it just was this. Was this a single too? I think this was a single on this one. Right? Um, I believe it was a single. Let me get down here to what we got for singles. Do I have that information? I uh, guilty of love was a UK single. So they only released. Um, they did release some songs. Guilty of love in, was a UK single. Chart at thirty one. Uh, give me, uh, give me more time. Uh, went to number 29 in UK. Standing in the Shadows went to 62 in the UK. Love Ain't No Stranger uh, was uh, hit 44 in the UK and number 34 US Mainstream. And then Slow and Easy, US ma- Mainstream Rock Charts number 17. Listen yeah, this, okay. dude. I love it right here. Let's build this, is great, this part right here. That's that's killer stuff right there. Yeah. The guitar playing's great at there. Yeah, this is definitely a step forward for this band from the the what was it, Saints and Sinners? Was that the yeah, album that was previous to this? Yeah. This is a big, big jump. Love it. This album, guys, two times platinum. That's a that's Great man, that's a big that's, number. That's super killer, isn't yeah, it? That's a big number for this album, which no one ever even talks about. Correct, right? No one, no one ever talks about uh, 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 slide it in ever, ever. It's always you know the self-titled album or slip of the tongue are usually the ones I, people talk about. I the think most. Uh, slide it in, just that song. People say, "Oh, that's the killer. That's a good song." Blah 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 blah. But there's like. You know, a, a grip of good songs that we think on this album, man. Oh, yeah, man. And you know what? It just keeps getting better and better. Let's go to the next ready, track man. right here. There Lo- you go. Go ahead. What's the name of this song, Greg? I don't know. What is okay. it? Love Ain't No Stranger. Yeah, yeah Love Ain't No Stranger. He's got his big talk notebook. He's <laughs> with his Shawn Michaels, his Shawn Michaels centerfold, centerfolds in there. Shawn Michaels. Um... Man, I yeah, this is another great song, dude. Another slow build. Um, uh, Coverdale Galley co-wrote this song. I, I like. They really have a lot of their songs. Even in the next album, has got a lot of the slow builds at the beginning. Yeah, they just kind of just set it up Almost really like nice. Setting a mood or something like that. Yeah, right? for sure. Uh, Love ain't no stranger. I like this man. I yeah, this is great. this for me. This is one of the standout tracks on here. Right into the rock, right bro. Right into the rock, man. You know, I love his voice. He's got a really good voice. And, and, you know, he can 
he can, can hit those highs. He can bring it down to the lows. He does a couple times. He breaks it into just spoken word a little bit. And just love it, dude. His voice is... No one ever talks about him. Ever, right? man. He's got ever. a great singing voice. No one ever talks. Maybe we, maybe they do for our, our um, UK fans. Yeah. Any UK fans out there, man, please let us know what you think of David Coverdale. Yeah, for sure. Get a hold of us on any of our social media. Comment on our podcast episodes, wherever you guys listen, dude. Let us know what you guys think of you know, Dave Coverdale and his group of cronies. Like 100 deep, whatever right? it is, dude. 100 deep. They, they, got, they got so many... But, and we'll go over that later, dude, about how many people they have, dude. That's, it's almost a show in itself. Um, yeah, dude, love this song. Um, great, great. Can't get enough of it. Yeah, totally cool. Let's go to the next track. Yeah. Give me more time. This went to number 29 in the UK. So it looks like they only had two. Love Ain't No Stranger and Slow and Easy were the only two singles that they released from this album. Um, but this one was their highest charting UK release off of this album. I wonder, um, and I've never looked into it, uh, if they had videos for those two. I don't know, dude. Yeah. We, we, we're going to need to check that out and, 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 and uh, see if they had... I'm sure they did. I mean, 84, heyday of yeah. of MTV. Now, we know on the next album they, they have a bunch of videos. Oh, but yeah, yeah I wonder bro. if they did. I wonder if they went back and did anything for you know, this album. Yeah. You know, when this album came out, uh, initially, it kind of got mixed reviews. There were some people that loved it. Some people were like, it's okay. Um, a lot of it was the lyrical content, you know, double sure. meanings and stuff like that. It wasn't, which I'm kind of surprised because that's always been going on in music, right? I mean. Yeah, but you usually get it more on the, the rock bands and stuff like that. Like, you know, Coverdale, you know, came out and started doing, you know, sexual videos and have them go from there so no yeah um they did tour off of this album they did a european tour um and then um did they go uh, out with anybody or um they did um uh, there was when they went to the u.s to tour in the u.s they were uh, supporting with quite right and then they did a support for dio oh okay so they okay. uh Man, and they did. They did actually here. They did have two videos. They had um, uh, Slow and Easy and Love Ain't No Stranger. Okay. They did have videos on MTV and Heavy Rotation. And Maybe man, not. Yeah, they, no. they, I mean, good looking guys, good music, good live show, music videos, dude. It's like a recipe for success. And whoa, this was, whoa, 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 whoa. Good looking guys on this album cycle or good looking guys on the next album? On the album? next album cycle. Yeah. That, David Coverdale's a good-looking guy, dude. I didn't, so, yeah, I didn't he's say the front that, man. But the back, you know, the back players, everybody ain't a good-looking dude. No. <laughs> no, they're not. They don't need to be. We don't need to turn the lights on that. We just <laughs> dim it down. Give them the light damage. <laughs> Put the candles on. Put the candles on. Um, man, I, I... Dude, I love it. I love it, dude. It's, it's just like song after song after song after song. I don't skip anything when I was listening to this. Man. I was oh, like, oh, I've heard this one enough. I was like, oh, yeah, this one again. Yeah. I was getting really excited. About it. Um, let's go to the next song. Standing in the Shadow. Yeah. That's rocking. This was um, also a UK release. It hit number 62. Um, let's go through a couple of the um, how the album did as a whole. Okay. Well, well, how do you feel about this song? You like this one? Oh, yeah. Th- same thing. Good rocking song. Uh, has a good groove to it. 
dig it. Whoever did the uh, mix, and I don't have to say whoever, I can probably find it here. Um, production, Martin Birch, Keith Olsen did the remixing, uh, and Greg Fulginity did the mastering. But man, they did a great job on this album. It sounds so good, right? The sound quality is so good. I did listen to both. We both listened to the, the, the original, you know, they have on streaming. We also listened to the remaster. And you yeah. can just tell the sound quality is just so amazing. But, you know, without a good production and good all, all that stuff, the first time you, you, you rip it out, you're, you're stuck with shit. It's hard to make shit better, man. The original production was good, but, man, they just made it better when they remixed it and, totally. and remastered it. Amazing, amazing job. Um, yeah, this song's great. Love it, dude. Like I said, no, no skips. Uh, this one went to 62 in uh, the UK. I love it, dude. The sound is just... Everybody's just on point right here, dude. Well, I, usually, I usually go like with the whole thing with the band. It's just everything sounds good from Coverdale's voice to um, like some songs you hear more keyboards than other, but I think the keyboards are like, not a filler, but you can feel the atmosphere on some of the, the that. On this one, you can hear more drums and guitar on that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good, man. Um. So, like we had said, there's two... You know, let's go to the next song. Let's go to the next song here. Hungry for Love. So, like we said, um, uh, this is... uh, What track is this? Number uh, seven. Um, A lot of uh, how there was... We said there was a revolving door going on. Um, So, they had the UK mix and the US mix. And the songs are actually different. Yeah, right? The songs are different. Because they brought in some other people, like the probably the main guy that they brought in was John Sykes. So he came in to contribute to the U.S. version of this one. It's a little more rocking. It's a little more aggressive. There's some different guitar solos. Um, the way they just mixed it and the way they made it sound. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, he came in and it added his, um, you know, third guitarist on top of what was already there. So you and then the. Uh, you know, Mel Gall- uh, Galley and uh, Mickey Moody, do they had their, their two guitars, and he just came right. over the top and just made it, like, more of, more of the good stuff, dude. John Sykes, he's great, dude. Didn't they say that uh, Mickey Moody only did, like, that UK version of it, and then John Sykes did the U.S. version on it? Like, when they um, did maybe the mix? I think maybe? that they kept everyone else's guitar, and he came over the top, oh, John okay. Sykes. So it was just it. richer, deeper, thicker. Rocking sound. What I do like is uh, John Lord on, on keyboards. You know, the, the, the gentleman from uh, Deep Purple. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're still buddies, or maybe, you know, he left when, uh, when Coverdale left for mm-hmm. Deep Purple. Whatever. Rocking, though. Yeah, dude, I love it. Let's go to the next song. All or nothing. Still grooving, yeah, man. Dude. I got, that. got that same groove to it. Um, man, I love it. Let's talk about the who's on this album. Uh, right. Obviously, Dave Coverdale's lead vocals. Yeah. Um, Mel Galley and Mickey Moody were uh, uh, playing guitar uh, and some vocals, backing vocals. John Sykes plays guitar, as we just had talked about. The UK version, Colin, Colin Hodgkinson. <laughs> uh, played bass and then Neil Murray played bass on the US version so they did a lot of changing here they wanted a different sound for the US version it took freaking four months between the releases because they had to redo a lot of yeah. this stuff 
uh, Cozy Powell on drums and John Lord on keyboards. Man, great. Uh, I mean, if you know White Snake, you know rock from the 70s and 80s. There's a lot of recognizable names right there. It's, yeah. It's, so do you, do you think maybe the UK version and then when they brought it to America, like the American label just said, hey, can we get some different players on on this? Or hey, what if you bring in this guy or this, you know, this drummer, this the, that kind of feel? Do you think that may have happened? Like, I'm, hey, this is our version from the UK. And then, you know, American label looks at it or hears it and goes, eh, can you tweak this? Can you add that? Let me, you know, let's put some more time in the studio before we release you, it in America. You know, I wasn't really paying attention to, like, music all around the world at that time. But I bet what you're saying is right. They wanted a, diff- a more American sound. They wanted a different sound. They wanted, because I I'm, don't know if, like, the music likes and dislikes between the two right you know UK and Europe was different than the US and like well that is good there but we need to tweak it and change it for us for us to, to really get we it going want more, I mean, we want more of a radio rock sound that's how we can market you guys you know what I mean yeah and you know it, that it, kind of stuff two million dude two million records whoever hey. made that decision made the right decision made dude. the right decision on that right? oh, I love it I love it um, let's go this All is right. actually um, the last song here on this uh, album right here. Oh wait, I'm sorry. It's the second to last song right here. Let's go. See, this has more of that late 70s, early 80s sound mm-hmm. to it. The guitar tone I'm talking about. Dude, this has ended up being one of my favorite songs. Right? On, I on thought that so, album. yeah. It's uh, track nine, I believe. God, I got all the versions here going back and forth. Yeah, it's all right, here. dude. Sorry, I'm um, with you on that. Yeah, dude, it's track nine, Spit It Out. And I, dude, it's it's double innuendo. If you don't like what's happening, if you don't like it, tell me. Spit it out. Yeah. Spit out the words, but also, if you don't like it, spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> Spitters are quitters. Oh, 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 there you go. Oh, man. Yeah, I, this song... I mean, like I said, I wasn't a big listener of this album, so I may have heard these songs before, but really a lot of them, it was like I was hearing them for the first time. Um, because I really came into White Snake when the self-titled White Album came out, and I didn't really go back at all. So, listen to that, dude. Yeah. It's got, I like, like we talked about it on the, um, uh, see here, the, the singing, the back and forth. We talked about how much we like that on the Power Ballads when Bon Jovi does yeah. it. Um, I'll be there for you. That singing back and forth, dude, and this is prime example of that going. That's also something you can do with the audience when you're doing a live version of yeah, a song. Yeah, right. Spit it out. And you sing back. Dude, I love you it. Of Vince Neil, man. <laughs> Vince Neil, good old Vince Neil, dude. With, <laughs> and he is the worst at that. But I love him on the mic. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. You do. I, I, yeah, I love this song. It's great. You guys, I think it's rocking. You, yeah, you guys got to get. You guys. If you have, if you've only heard the self-titled White Album, uh, you should guys got to go back and listen to this. Uh, see if you can get the remastered version. It's on it's on streaming services, Apple and, and Spotify, the ones we mostly use. Yeah. Uh, but man, you 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 can hear these songs, dude, and they're great, dude. I love them. Break it down. Break it down. It almost sounds like a Cialis commercial or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to watch those. <laughs> I, don't, don't, I don't record them like you. don't you need do. to watch them to use them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great. Let's go. Let's go to the next song. Let's go to the last track All right, right give it here. To me. 
Guilty of Love. Yeah. I, this ended up being one of my favorites. What a great, great closing right? track. I, I agree with they, you. They, they could have gone with a couple, but this was a great choice for a closing track. It's fast. It's, it, it, guilty of Love. The last track on here. Guilty of Love in the first degree. You know what? I, I want to say all these songs don't sound similar. Either there's keyboards, it's slow grooving, sing-along courses, or like this straight rock and roller, you know, but not too heavy on guitar, but more of a rock, good yeah. rock song. They de- they definitely are varying the content yeah. here. Yeah. So, you know, I agree with you on a whole, Chris. This is, I think this is good. So that's why I said, yeah. you know. Let's talk about let's talk about some charting that uh, this uh, album did. Um, Finland went to number four. Nice. Uh, Germany fourteen. Japan they're big in Japan because they went to twenty four. Ah. <laughs> I know. Right? Uh, New Zealand, uh, which may or may not include New Caledonia. Oh, uh, our number, favorite. Yeah, but we love it there. Forty six. Norway eleven. Sweden twelve. They did good in the Scandinavian countries, dude. They love it. Uh, Swiss album charts number 12 UK number 9 The US it peaked at 40 Hey I don't know if you knew this about this album Do you know anything about the cover? Um, you can tell me all about it the, with the, with, Yeah you tell me about it Okay so the cover has The classic white snake logo With a snake on the W Yeah so this is the last album That they had that on it On the next one on the self title They did something differently uh, other kind of uh, style of writing white snake and that's what it is today so they actually got rid of it the little snake that was on the w that was this is the last incarnation of from this out from uh, of this album yeah so i take it you knew it because you're kind of looking at me like i knew that right? I, knew, I thought you were going to say something about like who the uh the model was on the front or some st- story about how the snake got away. I thought you were going to like tell me something Whoa. like that. And I was like, uh, you know, you're not gonna there were, all, there the were actually came out of my pants. There were actually two covers of this. There's a the regular and then there's an alternate version. The regular one is the one with the front facing the lady, the snake around her neck going down in between her breath. The other one it's actually a back shot. She's got an open sh- uh, back dress and the snake is like climbing down her back. Into like the slit at the bottom. No, so. this, is, this is a good. One. That was the twenty. That was the anniversary edition. The twenty fifth ah, anniversary. Okay, edition. okay, yeah. okay. I like the front. I like the front. Nah, not the front. Jump in the back. <laughs> um, all right, dude. So that's uh, the last song there for slide it in. Um, man, love it. Can't get enough of it. But now we're gonna go to the nineteen eighty seven multi platinum selling. White Snake album. Let's go. Right, here we go. <laughs> right off the bat. Right. I remember um, back in 87, 88, 89, uh, that they were talking about how this sounds a little too much like a Led Zeppelin ish. Oh, yeah. There's a Led Zeppelin, you know, from the songs and stuff. And I was like, no. And then I was like, okay, well. There's a little bit. I mean, but one of the greatest rock bands of all time. I mean, so. I know. It's not Kingdom Come or anything like that. (laughs) It's not a blatant Kingdom Come ripoff. A ripoff? Yeah, I know, man. No, but yeah. That's what they said. 
you know, at first I didn't see it, but you know, hearing a little bit more, it's like, eh, okay, but I don't, I like this for what it is. Yeah, which is a great rock album. It's a great rock album. Uh, released. Uh, let's see. Let's get some information here. Boom. U.S. was released the 23rd of March, 1987. U.K. release March 30th. So another week. Man, uh, recorded in uh, Vancouver, Toronto, Nassau, Hollywood, and uh, North Hollywood. <laughs> right here in the Big Talk Studio. Yeah. Uh, took a couple months to record, and uh, you know that was it. Well, they, I remember them saying it took a year long to record, not to write. A year oh, I'm long. sorry. To, I'm sorry. I didn't look at the years. Yeah, they recorded from September '85 to November '86. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, Coverdale had the he had that sinus issue where he had to get surgery, so he couldn't even sing for like six months while he healed. Was this in between? Yeah, that was, was that this? was when they were starting to do this album, and then he suffered from that, and they had to be like, okay, ah, we got to stop now. And they didn't even know if he was gonna be able to come back and sing. But yeah, man. Is that why there was a lot of revolving door players on this? I think so. That they didn't want to wait around. No, that, uh, so I get. We can. T- we'll, we'll get into that into that a little bit more. But yes, okay. that is why there's a little bit of revolving there, and that's why there is a little bit of, uh, you know, some people had to get kicked out. I guess yeah. at the end. <laughs> um, so we definitely will get more into that. All right. Uh, Crying in the rain, track one. This is actually a lot of these songs. If you look at it, it says. Crying in the Rain, 87. Here I go again, 87. Because uh, these songs were on, is it the Sinners and Saints album? These were, and then they just, the, whoever produced these albums said, hey man, I think I can do something with those songs. Let's, let's, let's re-record them. Let's, re, let's redo them. Okay, Crying in the Rain, I never heard that. But Here I Go Again, I did. Let me see. Uh, if that's the case, I'm going to go back and check that out, man. I never did that one. Um, yeah, Crying in the Rain is track five on Saints and uh, uh, Sinners. Uh, excuse me, Saints and Sinners. And Here I Go Again is track six. All right. So, yeah, dude, they redid these songs, man. Um, yeah, did me, Chris. You, you stumped me finally once, got man. You. It only I t- got you. It only took 60-plus episodes for you to stump me, man. Hey, man, you know, I'm like a fine wine. Hey, man. <laughs> get better and better so there we go opening track love it uh let's go to the next song bring it to me baby yeah bad boys you talking about rambo or what yeah that was rambo right there on the ah. um yeah he, this song also plays live dude he likes to do that yell at the beginning dude it's it's great dude this is rock and then there's a good a dual guitar sound on this too, man. Oh yeah, these guys are rocking fuck a whole lot. You can't go wrong with this stuff, dude. So this is the, this is the album that was absolutely explosive. This is the one that yeah just dude. made them international superstar. Was it the music or was it the video? It was. It was a perfect storm. Okay, perfect it was kind storm. Of like, there you go. It was kind of like you guys that may be... Well, I guess it wasn't that much of a difference. It's um, They did the videos with Tawny Katane, um, Still the Night, Here I Go Again, and um, Is This Love. Or like Aerosmith did with Alicia Silverstone, Silverstone yeah. with Crying, um, Amazing, and what was the other? I can't remember. I, uh, I was going to say Angel. Uh, it was Crying, Amazing, and the other one off of that Get a Grip album. Yeah. Uh, yeah, dude. It was a perfect combination. MTV at the height, music at the height. Good-looking guys, good-looking woman. 
dancing all over Jags. And yeah, yeah, it was great. Love it. Love it. And, and you know what? It had a look of uh, that came from the UK. Like it wasn't yeah. all Hollywood polished, like from yeah. the music directors from LA or, or you know, America. I think they used you know, their style, their people, their locations and shit like that. Yeah. Woo! I love this it. This is a killer solo, man. Yeah. John Sykes, dude. I love it. All right. Let's go to the next song. Got it, baby. Yes. This is this is what I was talking about when they were talking about this sounds Led Zeppelin. And I was like, eh, I don't know about that, dude. I don't know. This is killer shit right here, dude. This is one of my favorite songs they ever did, dude. I love this song, man. Yeah. It's just got, it's like a rock and roller roaster, roller, roller coaster ride. It starts off heavy. Got these little, like right now, little vocal breakdown. Just vocals. Then it's got the middle part. It's got the violins. It's just like an epic song. I, I This is my favorite song on the album. I love it. I can't get enough of this song. It's on my gym mix. You know, if it's on my gym mix, I love it. So it's on my gym mix. And, uh, like, it just got this groove like this. Right? It has you know? a groove. Is that how you do your pumps now? Your pen- that is how I do my pumps. Yeah. That is how I do my pumps. Just want to make love to you, feel your body heat in the still of the night. Right here, dude. I like this little groove that comes out of it right here. Right there, dude. Rock it, bro. Great. I love it, dude. I wish that we could listen to this whole six and a half minute song. Better than me, though. All right, guys. I will act like you didn't say that. Uh, it is, though. But yeah. Uh, bring me to the next song, let's baby. Let's go to the next song. Oh, yeah. Speaking of power ballads. I don't know if this is a power ballad. Really? It's just a rock. To me, it's a rock song with this start slow. Okay. I really don't. I don't. Okay. How are we different on how we were talking about what you think? But November Rain, how you thought. I thought it was an epic song. You thought it was more power ballad. I would figure it's more power ballad. Okay. We'll agree to disagree and agree. (laughs) In the end. Agree that this is a great song. Agreed. Okay, yeah. This is another one they re-recorded, uh, that they redid. This is a huge hit on MTV. Oh, I, I, I want to say I remember hearing from Saint Sinners the other you know, version of it. But yeah, they, the producer knew what he was doing on this, or you know, came and gave him the good magic, bro. Gave him the good. I he love that. Sprinkled dude. the gave love him, all gave over him it. Gave him the good magic. Yeah, dude. Um. So still of the night, dude. Still the night was released. It peaked at number seventy-nine. That's it. Seventy-nine. It was on seven weeks on the chart. Um, so then the net. So then we also have here. I go again, which was this the song we're listening to. Man, this song was on the charts for twenty-eight weeks. It hit number one. It. This was the this was the song that took them stratospheric, dude. And and you know, it kind of this album peaked at number two because it, Whitney Houston and then the <laughs> Michael Jackson Bad Album, which were huge hits. Yeah. For what they were, um, 
that was the thing that kept them out. But I'm sitting here looking at the chart here for when uh, uh, they were at number two. They were sandwiched by Whitney Houston and, and, and Michael Jackson, dude. So they finally got through to number one in October. And, uh, man, they were, they were, you know, the biggest thing in the world. Biggest thing in the world. Hey, uh, during this uh, album cycle, the tour, uh, you know who opened up for them? I do not know. One of Tell them. Tell me. Great White. All right, dude. And then they called it the Great White Snake Tour. I love it. <laughs> I love that. That was good. That was uh, when I think Great White was doing uh, Twice Shy. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was oh, when that. they were. So you had two huge bands yeah, here. Yeah, right? Two huge bands that for a while there could do nothing wrong, right? I think sometimes they um, artists were kind of looking for like two opening acts. But when you got like a band like Great White, no, hell, let's give them oh, 50, yeah. 45, 50 minutes. And then, you know, we'll go out and we'll do 90 minutes or, you know, two hour show. And, you know, really give them their money's worth. It rocked, bro. This is a good tour. I saw them once uh, here at the forum. And, uh, you know, this is great, man. I love it. So I'm going to agree with you on that not a power ballad stick. Because it pretty much it had a good rocking feel through the whole thing. Oh, yeah, dude. This song is just. This song is killer, dude. All right, you ready to go to the next track? You ready to go, baby. Let's go. I'm usually good after a solo. <laughs> Whoa. Give me. Sorry. Give me all your love. Yeah. This is a quick little jam, a little three and a half song, minute song. David Coverdale writing all this stuff. Um, Bernie Martinson uh, uh, was the only co-writer on any of these songs for Here I Go Again. Uh, but, man. You could not go wrong with. I mean, it, it, every track is really good as well. It's like it was with uh, Slide yeah. It In. Uh, yeah, no, I didn't really skip anything here. I just really like the uh, for the Slide It In. Uh, it's like a one. It's like one and one a. It's like, yeah. Neither of these are better than the other one. I just came out of this enjoying the other one more. I think it's because it was like a really a first time of me really getting into it and listening to it. But man, I've listened to this album to death. I love it. I love this album too. So don't get me wrong by saying I'm saying one's better. I'm saying I enjoy listening to it more. I kind of want to go the flip flop in this because I found White Snake from this mm-hmm. album that I have a little bit more love or emphasis for this album. An emotional attachment. Then, An emotional attachment, then, absolutely. Uh, slide It In, because more of Slide It In came within the last week or so of me really taking an uh, in-depth uh, sound, listening to it constantly, checking it out, reading the lyrics, having some fun, like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I think I really am a little bit more attached to the self-title. But this is great solo too, man. Check this is out, This man. is great, and... Um, uh, what track are we? Oh, give me all your love. So there were some added artists. Let's let's go through this quick. So the four people that really played on the album that played everything were okay. Dave Coverdale, John Sykes on guitar, Neil Murray on bass, and um, drums was uh, Ainsley Dunbar. Uh, and I gotta correct one thing. I'm sorry. Uh, all tra- these tracks were written by David Coverdale and John Sykes, except for Crying in the Rain and Here I Go Again. Those were the ones that were from earlier that okay. written. So okay. I just want to correct that, John, so you don't get mad at us when you listen to this episode. <laughs> um, so those are the four people. Now, I think it would be in apropos if we did not talk about the exodus of this band after this 
release of this album. Correct. Do you want to, you want to talk about that? Yeah, we'll talk about the players of the yeah, who like, show up like, on the album. Yeah. So I know Rudy Sarzo did bass mm-hmm. for them. So and then uh, Vivian Campbell came in and did guitar work. Yep. Um, and the last one was was it? Well, I don't have Rudy Sarzo on this one, but I think that he joined just as the touring band when they went and toured. Yeah, he joined. I, think, I think so too. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, oh, Tommy Aldridge on drums. I yes. Um, not not yet. I think he part of well, the touring. I, well, that thing. Part I, of the touring. I think that's what happened was when they started to do tour mm-hmm. and when they started to do music videos. That's when those guys were their faces were yep. more known. For yeah. That. So so what happened was yeah is that the album was done. Um, but they had to leave one of the next song. Let's go to the next song. But well, well, it's gonna it was just gonna end something. Okay, let's go. Let's go. Um, yeah, bring it down. Please. But they did bring some people in to play some other things. Adrian Vandenberg came in. He did the guitar ah, solo. On, okay. He did the guitar solo on "Here I Go Again." Um, Dan Huff, just like a, a studio musician, came in to play some guitar on "Here I Go Again" '87, which is you know the '87 yeah. is a new one. Uh, Mark Andes played bass on "Here I Go Again." Denny Kamasi plays drums on Here I Go Again. Vivian Campbell did the guitar solo on Give Me All Your Love, which is the song we just heard. And uh, Tommy Funderburk did backing vocals on Here I Go Again, Is This Love Still the Night, Give Me All Your Love, and Don't Turn Away. Okay. Uh, but yes, uh, what we were kind of alluding to there was after this album came out, David Coverdale basically just fired everybody. Yeah. Um, there were some stories about when Coverdale was out. John Sykes actually was trying to replace him, which in an interview he says that was totally false. I never, I never tried to replace him. How you can replace David Coverdale? It's his band, right? Um, so basically, he just kind of fired everybody, you know. And he brought, you know, Adrian Vandenberg came in, Vivian Campbell came in, Rudy Sarzo came in, Tommy Aldridge came in. Um, did I get everybody? Some, yeah, some heavy hitters. Some man. heavy hitters. Um, I'm not sure exactly when Steve Vai came in and joined, if he was part of the touring and then was on the recording of the next album, but he's one of the all-time yeah, greats out that, there. Yeah, I mean, he, Jesus Christ, dude. This I, I kind of want to think show. that happened. kind of came in through the, it's the all tour. Very, it's all very gray, very like, I mean. Yeah. We're, just, but, we're not really sure when all this BS kind of happened of, mm-hmm. hey, bringing in this guy again, bringing that guy in and stuff yep, like that. Yep, but man. This is, um, uh, is this love? And this, I gotta get up here to the US version here. So this is, uh, number six, I believe. Yep, track six. This is another one with Tawny Katane in it. Is this love? Video kind of telling the story of what's going on in the song. Yeah. Nice little tender power ballad. Yeah. This is a different side of Dave Coverdale. He's not. No. Go ahead. Was this on your list and you took it off? No. On your power bed? Don't lie to me. This one actually was not on my list. Um, because I knew it wouldn't make, it wasn't going to be close to a final cut, so I didn't even. Ones that I was like, that's not even going to make the last ones. If I, it was, there were songs, there were songs where I was like, maybe if I considered it could be in like a top twenty, I put it on a list. But I was like, that's not even gonna make it onto the show. All right. Is it great? Yes, but I got all these other ones. I just there you I go. had to start mentally cutting stuff off before they even got on the list. Okay. okay. Listen to that guitar, dude. It's like crying guitar, dude. Right? There you go. Nothing. Yeah, dude. Once we get through the guitar solos, <laughs> you know, we go to the next track. That's the, that's um, the meat and potatoes for you guys. We know you love it too and want to hear it. So, 
So I believe that this was the third release. Um, single? Single. Uh, and it reached number two. Yeah. Peak position of number two. Nice. It was on the we- uh, charts for um, 19 weeks. It was... Um, it was it was held out of the number one spot by Andy Bernard's favorite song, Faith. Office joke right there. Yes. You guys, we're gonna be coming out with another Office episode soon, guys. So if people have been asking for it, that's actually the one of the things that people that listen to the show said, "Hey, I need another Office episode." You're Those, kidding? That, no, really? that is one thing that people want is Office another Office episode. I'm like, all right. The nation speaks, the nation gets. All right. And that's the way it works here at the Big Talk Podcast with Chris and Greg. No, it doesn't. If it's between me and you, we you just tell us what you want and we're going to do it. Yeah, we're, me and Chris start talking about stuff. When do you want to do this? When do you want to do that? When do you want to do this? <laughs> but we will yeah. always do what the nation wants exactly. as far as episode topics. Uh, and the office will be coming up maybe a little later than sooner because we've got some stuff we're already working on. But uh, all right, let's go. This song's pretty much ending. Let's go to the next track. Children, Ooh, another rocker, dude. Right. This didn't single. Is this one of the singles too? No, no, it was not a single um, for this album. I remember working at KNC at the time, man, and this album was out. And you know, this I remember this song like they playing it without being a single. That's why I thought it was a single. They this was playing. Huh? This could have been an opener also on this. I like crying in the rain, but if they would have had this in as the beginning, as a the, the opening cut, I would have been happy with that too. This is killer. Oh, like the opening song? The opening track, yeah. I would have yeah, been okay yeah. with it, dude. They they really needed to come in with something that ripped. They had their choice of a bunch of songs. Uh, I'm fine with that. I'm not a big fan. I'm, I'm not a big fan of the single being the first song on an album. I like it when you give me something, you know, that just rips. And then you can go into your releases and all that stuff. I like having a different song at the beginning of the album. Okay. Yeah, okay. It- to me, it depends if it rocks. Like it sets the mood for the album. So, so the, we'll talk about the gambler. It didn't set the mood for me. Where I, I think slide it in was the one I want to start. That was with. the mood setter. So this one, crying in the rain, started off yeah. where it started off good, good rocket song. Went to another good rock and kind of kept it going for me. Yeah. So I dig this uh, where the, they position the songs. Oh yeah, yeah, love it. They, um, Mike Stone and Keith Olsen were producers on this album. I don't know, you know, what much other stuff they did. Okay, uh, uh, Mike Stone did some work with Queen, Foreigner Journey, Asia, April Wine, others, Keith Olsen, uh, Rick Springfield, Fleetwood Mac, Osborne, uh, the newly retired Ozzy Osborne, uh, White Snake. Pat Benatar, love Pat Benatar, dude. Right, she, her voice, it does not get better. Heart, there's another one, dude. I love Heart. Their vocals are amazing. Santana, Foreigner Scorpions, Journey. I mean, pretty much everyone. So, that was the producer or producers? The, there were two producers, yeah. Mike Stone and Keith Olsen. They knew what they were doing, they knew, man. They knew listen how to... Listen to this, dude. Yeah. This too, the solo on that one, is driven through this kind of stuff. They, so, they, I think they knew how to work the guys. Yeah. They knew how to bring it out in them. And, you know, have it sound excellent. Good stuff, man. 
All right, dude. Let's uh, let's uh, move on to the next track here. Let's right. go. Straight for the heart. Keyboards. See, but sounding a di- little bit differently than the rest of the songs. Yeah. Uh, th- you know, this sounds almost a little poppy-ish. You know, like... Yeah, this like, this sounds like something... That, this honestly sounds like something they would release. Yeah. Yeah, this could have been a single... Uh, that was very, like, it was very early Bon Jovi sounding. Yeah. Like something that would have been off of, like, their first uh, two albums or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay, okay. I can see that happening. Then that's not a diss. That's props on both sides. Yeah. Was, like the vocals, like the dual vocals there, man. Great. I'm looking for who their keyboard player is on here and I see nothing about keyboards from anyone no additional musicians play- oh wait Don Airy and Bill Como played the keyboards right. so they were the keyboard players you know on the side of the stage they're not an official member kind of thing which I hate they're playing on the freaking album they're playing on the freaking be on stage give them the limelight dude let them be on there dude. I don't yeah. stupid they're just standing in the corner you know what yeah, I mean and it's like, you know? Do it, it's almost more distracting when they're off to the side. You're like, well, if you're on the side that of him, yeah, distracting. Like, why is that guy back to play keyboard? Yeah, and then you know, the people on the on stage left can't see you know where he's at. Listen to that slide, dude. That's great right? stuff right That's there. Killer. Let's go to the next song. Don't turn away. And we're listening. This is the um, if I remember correctly, because there's. The North American version, the European version, a Bulgarian version, a 20th anniversary version. We are listening to the version. It's basically because the U.S. version and the European version have a different song order. But we, and it also had two extra songs. We're actually listening to the North American version with the extended track. So it's all the songs are on the European, but in the order that the U.S. version was. I didn't hear the New Caledonia version. The new, new Caledonia version. You guys want to hear about the New Caledonia version, man? Yeah. I love that place. Is that uh, straight uh, Big Talk podcast district special only, limited edition? Yes, it's a limited edition <laughs> that has only been released in New Caledonia. God, dude. That just blows my mind, dude. For you guys that don't know, dude, we have listeners in New Caledonia, which is a little island right off the coast of Australia. And, man... That just blows our mind that somewhere all the way across the world, someone cares enough about the yeah. Big Talk podcast with Chris and Greg to listen. Yeah, and they and they you know check it out and listen to us. That's uh, you're listening to us. We love you. Yeah, we, we really do. Man. We love everyone, even the people that haven't listened to us yet in Canada. Hey, <laughs> come on, Japan. Where are you? Yeah, right. We want to be big in Japan. I'm, I'm not releasing another top five what's big in Japan chart until the Big Talk podcast is on it. Oh, all right. Then I will give you. I, I, until then, I'll tell you what. Godzilla is is he's top of the charts there, dude. We got. We're gonna be the ones that knock him off. All right. See that? You know what, dude? Now, would you consider this a, a power ballad? No. More still straight rock song. Rock song. Okay. I thought it slows it down enough and talks about it, the feeling and. You know, love. Ooh, yeah. Don't turn away. I love this song, dude. This could have, this could have been a single too, right? This could have been a great single for them. They could have just kept on going and going and going, like fucking Energizer Bunny. Whoa. 
All right, guys, let's go to the next song. Now, these are songs that were on the British version, which had 11 songs. The U.S. version, North American version, only had nine. So that was the last song that was on the U.S. version. The next two were oh, okay. exclusively on the Europe European version. Um, but, of course, there was a different track. Or like, the European version, still the night was the opening track. The U.S. version, Crying in the Rain. Uh, so just to give you kind of, I mean, it's all mixed up, dude. There's songs all over the place between two, but these next two, we're on the European, but we're going to play them because we can do whatever we want because it's our show. Yeah, you can go. This song is called Looking for Love. Looking for love in all the wrong places. Looking for love. Slow start here on the same. Even the a different sound yep. to it in a sense, you know, little keyboards. Great like vocals. I'm wondering what made that. I mean, I'm sure I could find it if I really wanted to deep dive of why they decided to leave those two songs off. Were they figuring it wasn't going to help the album to put them on? Is it a cost thing? Could could it have been time wise? You know, like you said, some of these songs were. Five six minutes. Yeah. People want to go. You know, we want to side one, side two. You add a few songs. Hey, now you're at. You know, you have yeah. to give us four more songs to get. You know, two more sides on it. Don't make it a double album. Yeah. Which they probably could because if they're releasing other songs or, you know, they're doing something like that. Well, that's what usually in the like Japan version or uh, different vinyl they put like some live songs. Yeah. For sure. Let's um. Since we only got two more songs here, let's go over charts. We like we like got to it, do man. factoids, yeah. if you go, will. Baby, bring them to me. Um, here we go. Uh, Australia uh, peaked at 23. Austria number 25. Canada number five. Dutch charts 27. Uh, European albums. I don't, I'm not really sure what that means, but it's 13. It's the first time I've ever seen that on here. Um, Finland number three. Okay, so the European albums, it's a top 100. It's an adaption of the Billboard 200. It ran from 84 to 2010. Okay. Um, German number three, or sorry, Finland number three. Thir- uh, Germany 13, Japan 19, Japan. Ah. New Zealand number two, New Caledonia, where are you at? <laughs> uh, uh, let's see what else we got here. Norway 10, Spain 27, Sweden number eight, Swiss charts number 10 UK number 8 and in the US number 2 and man this album was just like it was I can't even count here but it looks it was in the charts the top um, 50 for 55 weeks so over a year Uh, the majority of that was in the top 10 right they even when they dropped out of the top 10 they were still in the teens for 4 more weeks uh, this thing was just from uh, March 16th. It broke into the top 10. I'm sorry, uh, May 9th. It broke into the top 10, and it did not leave the top 10 until uh, February 13th of the next year. <laughs> Man, that's that's great stuff. Let's go to the last song here. So let me ask you this much. So uh, we know that the American version uh, ended at uh, Don't Turn Away. Mm-hmm. So prior to knowing that, Chris, where would you rate this album? Like you said, you you like this album a lot. I told you, I think this is almost perfect album. It, From the nine songs that I remember mm-hmm. on there. Oh, and I even like these last two songs that are on here too. Um, 
as far as like the genre of like 80s hair metal is that what we're talking sure, about sure bring um, that in, man. I put it up there eight okay so it's a solid good album it's a solid good album but also you gotta understand the greatness of some of the albums that were also out at this time but it's solid eight solid eight eight and a half yeah uh, nines and tens I hold in high like way up here this had some socks, songs on it that um, kept it from being there but you know what dude all in all it's solid okay. solid uh, one of the greats okay uh, just not one of the elites I think I think in general this self-titled album was their best album ever so going prior to oh yeah it the, is the their ne- best album the ever. next album Slip of the Tongue that one had some holes in it that were just like fillers or ah, it's not the best but I mean Slip of the uh, uh, Slide It In to me is great it was you know really good really solid a lot of good stuff a little dated but it still has some great stuff but to me I think this is close to perfect in my eyes of mm-hmm. hearing albums of constant beginning to end, rock and roll, moving, grooving, good songs, uh, uh, good songwriting, and, and not the same old shit thrown at me. So this way, I like it. Oh yeah, dude, this was, this is this is their best album. Um, I uh, I just I just really enjoyed listening to Slide It In. It was kind yeah, of like no, a fir- no, no, I no. loved it. Uh, but yeah, this is their be- best album. Uh, I don't want to use the term by far, but it's easily their best. Uh, how about this for you? Eight times platinum. Yeah. Eight wow. Wow. Million copies between these two. That's. It, is this just in America or is this no, combined uh, over Canada? No, it's just U.S. That's just U.S. So looking at these numbers, it's another over a million. They are getting ready to hit ten million. So. Wow. They get that. I mean, and that's just the numbers I have here that are probably out of date, not updated. It may have already be diamond status, which is 10 million. So, yeah. Man, that's just. That just shows you, dude, how they were basically, for like I said, when they were in the charts, when you're in the top 10 for, <laughs> you know, 40 weeks, you're going to be selling 8 million copies. That's just the way it is. But awesome, man. I, I, yeah, this is a great album. I love it. I can't get enough of it. Um,. Just some other things. Uh, 50 greatest hair metal albums of all time. Rolling Stone is number 12. Guitar World. Um, it was one of their uh, top 20 hair metal albums of the 80s. Ultimate Classic Rock. Top 30 glam metal albums. Number 9. Loudwire. Top 30 hair metal albums. Is number 12. And Metal Rules. Top 50 glam metal albums. Is number 17. I just wanted to Damn, throw those yeah. out there. Throw those numbers at me right there, man. That's um, fucking good. Yeah, dude. Is uh, You know what? I love listening i love going on this white snake journey with you greg uh, we always have a great time uh i hope you guys enjoyed it it was great i love listening to these albums uh remember uh, you can get a hold of us tiktok and instagram big talk cg podcast big talk cg at gmail.com and at big talk cg on twitter you can find us on facebook google search our link tree yeah, you can go, and that tells there us basically you everywhere. Yeah, you can find us one click, one click. Click it, man. Smash it, man. <laughs> um, that's about all for me, Greg. What do you got to say? All right, nothing, man. Uh, thanks, everyone, for checking this out, man. If you, if you get a chance, listen to White Snake. Slide it in. Uh, the self-titled. Uh, you know, come up with your own thoughts. From Big Talk with Chris and Greg Podcast. See ya.